Welcome to the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hook Sports Betting Podcast with Caleb Lynn and Zach Griffin. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Back Shoulder Fade, uh, where this week uh, Zach and I will be discussing the college world, the college basketball, college football, as it's starting to get you know into the heat of the season in college basketball, college football. We're getting into the Basically, the, the biggest games are coming up for a second in a couple of days. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, I, I, we got a lot of pods coming out right now. Uh, Circle City Cinema's got a couple upcoming. You got, you know, Alex's Power Hour, uh, Lynn Sandy. So do not be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we're good. Let's get into our same game parlay real quick before we get into the heat of the episode. Uh, massive one. Absolutely massive. Do not throw full units on this. Throw like a half unit, maybe throw a quarter unit on this because it's twenty to it's twenty to one. It's twenty to one. Uh, we 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 got we got Elijah Moore revenge game Big touchdown. We got Elijah Moore revenge game touchdown at plus three ninety. Reese Hall touchdown plus one sixty five, and Amari Cooper continuing his dominance at sixty and a half receiving yards. That was Alex Burr's. Uh, Zach uh, went. With the direction of Brees Hall, I went the election of, of of Elijah Moore. I mean, look, I I think this team buys revenge game factors. I don't know why, but I just do. I think the Browns will come out. They'll look to get in the ball. They'll have him make some plays. Cry out loud! They traded Elijah Moore to get Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard more snaps. And then you look at you know the situation uh, with Amari. I mean, Amari's been cash money. Uh, you know. Probably top five receiver this season. I mean, the guy has been ridiculous. Um, 16 and a half feels low for a guy that's been better than Justin Jefferson this year. Like Amari Cooper has produced his entire career, his entire career. And this is the most dire quarterback situation he's ever been in. I'm pretty easily Caleb. You know, he didn't really have quarterback controversy with the Raiders, didn't really have it with the Cowboys. Now, you know. He's, what is this? His fourth, third or fourth quarterback since being in uh, in Cleveland in the past two years, and he's had, I think, what did they say? It was the first Browns wide receiver to have back to back thousand yard seasons. Was that was that the stat? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Browns, you know, the Browns are one of the oldest teams in the league, so that that's saying a lot. Uh, but yeah, big big balls bet, as I'd like to say. Uh, this week with the plus 2000, whatever it was, but I went with the Brees Hall leg because I think he had a couple last week. They're finally starting to get him touches. Uh, typical Jets finally get your best running back touches after you're out of the playoff race. Uh, but that's why I that's why I went with Brees Hall. He's best running back they've got. He's he might be their best offensive player, uh, depending on who you ask. Yeah, yeah. so I thought this was. You know, in an otherwise shitty game tomorrow night, Caleb, I thought this was a a juicy bet. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's twenty to one. So five on it, you want a hundred dollars. Um, we're not going to go into the NFL world today. We're not going to touch NBA as we touched on before the pod. We're going to focus on college world. Um, and Zach, I, I want to start us off. We're going to start talking college basketball. You know, the, everybody's in finals in the college world. Um, you know, we're not seeing an insane amount 
of games really start kicking off Zach till, you know, really the first of, of 2024. Uh, we'll, we'll see that the action pick up in conference play. Um, so Zach, I mean, you, you and I talked, you wanted to grow in the college basketball landscape. Here we are about close to the non-conference portion. What, what's jumping out? What's jumping out? What are you seeing just in general from the college basketball world uh, before we get into the best? Well, you mentioned it off the record uh, a couple of days ago, but Florida Atlantic just picking up where they left off. You know, they made the final four last year uh, and now they're just, you know, they're, they're seventh uh, in the AP. I really like them. I have them in a couple bets that we're going to talk about. Uh, so they're a team I'm looking at. Duke struggling. I know they've had a couple tough games, but, you know, I think they were, what were they? Were they number one, Caleb? They were, they were top three yeah, or top yeah, five. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah. In the preseason. So, You're right. and then just Houston, uh, them and, uh, I'm looking at these here. Only three undefeated teams in the top 25. They're one of them. Yeah. Uh, first, first year in the big 12, I believe. So that's, that's impressive, even though we don't like the coach, Caleb, but. Um, Houston, they they had some nice uh, natty odds as well, but we can we can get into those um, in a little bit. And then your boy Hubert, you you and Bryce's boy Hubert Davis, uh, you know you guys think he's one of the best coaches in the country. <laughs> he's got such a good team this year. He's such a good team. He's he's so talented. He's gonna get away with it because it's Carolina. They they have they have a good team. They have a very they have a very good team around Hubert. Big God and Davis, <laughs> and their transfers have been hitting. Um, it's their Hubert, good. Hubert, yeah, they're very good. So, and, and obviously, a guy like Hubert Davis is leading leading the world in that regard for the Carolina. But what about you? You're you're a critic of. You know, you're a critic of Houston. You're you're a critic of uh, of Rick Barnes. I think. I think you're a critic of Rick Barnes. I mean, I like. Here's my thing, right? Like when I look at this season so far, I here's where I stand. Here's where I stand. I think there's a lot of good teams. I don't think there's one great team, but I think there's one great player, and he's on Purdue. I think Zach Eady is so dominant and he's untouchable at this point the guy is putting up 30 in his sleep um he he is just dominating the paint whenever he feels like it and i just don't think that any of these other teams have the individual greatness of a player like that and if all the teams are relatively even by nature the greatness of one player might overcome that and I feel like that's going to happen with this Boilermaker team. I think right now they're the best team in college basketball. I've been on it for about a month. I think they've been really, I think they've been really good. Yeah, you have incredible resume. Uh, I think that they are absolutely the team to be because of Daidi's dominance inside. I don't necessarily trust their guard play. I don't think their guard play can necessarily win you a ton of games. But the, but I don't really know if it matters because if the guys just start playing, if 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 they get enough production from those guys, 
you know, the Big Ten is so weak at guard that I think there's a chance that, that he could, you know, that Braden Smith, uh, a guy that's, you know, kind of in that indie area, uh, has a chance to, to get inside a second team all Big Ten level good, maybe first team all Big Ten good, depending on who you ask, because the confidence in the guard play is so low and, and isn't that great. I don't know if they're going to be testing on the perimeter uh, nationally, but Edie is so dominant that I, I just don't see a world where this team shouldn't be the favorite. Um, I look at Kansas. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're talented. Uh, my my issue for me is I don't trust any of their guys to go get a bucket. I've watched Leonard Higgins for four or five years. He's a great left hook. He's a great left hook. Um, he has an incredible low post game. Uh, Zach Eady as well has an incredible low post game. But all basketball, I don't care what basketball level you watch, NBA or whatever, you want to have a guy who can take you off the dribble, a guard who can take you off the dribble to make the play. I don't trust kids to do that. Kevin McCullough is the closest thing they have to that. He's a really nice player. He's being projected inside the lottery. Uh, I just want to slow down the rain on that. I mean, that's just laughable to me. You know, he's a four, four or five-year senior. This guy is not... This guy, this guy is what he is as a basketball player. Doesn't mean that he's not going to be a nice player at the NBA, but like, you know, let's let's just watch it a little bit. Let's just watch it a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, but those two are probably the top teams right now. The point of the polls. I mean, Houston. Look, yeah, you're right. Uh, Samson ruined my childhood. Fine. Yeah, I said it. It's the joke around the. It's a joke around the network. Kelvin Sampson, he ruined my childhood. He took my childhood away from me because he couldn't know how to make a freaking legal call. He couldn't know how to make a legal call on his freaking phone to a stinking recruit. He couldn't do it. But he's at Houston and he's killing it. And the best conference in college basketball. I mean, the Big 12 is probably the best conference in college basketball. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at Houston, right? Uh, Zach, a team that I, I, I'm i curious, you know, I'm hoping you get to watch a little bit is Oklahoma. Uh, they got Porter Moser down there and Loyola from Loyola, Chicago, who was on those you know, yeah. Led him to those Cinderella runs. They're ten and one. It's probably the best team he's had there in a long time. They have ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous guard play. Uh, when I look at you know Texas and I look at Baylor, I look at all these teams that I think are going to stay right around the top twenty-five, top twenty. And you know that that conference is is going to be as strong as it's ever been. And I, I'm I'm just I'm curious to see where it goes. There's still a lot to you know unpack. Uh, UConn's trying to figure out what to do without clinging. Uh, inside, uh, I'm not. Uh, it's tough to really gauge them right now because of it, because uh, he is so good. But there's teams that are rising up the mix for me. There's teams that are you know that are going down, um, and I'll just have to I'll have to see where it goes. So um, here's a bet that I I like. We'll get into the bets right here. Um, some bets that I like. Obviously, what's tricky about when we when we're going to talk college basketball specifically, is there's games all across the day, right? There's games that are on a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday. At this point, for us, we're not really going to be able to give you a ton of plays on a day by day basis because it's just the fort. I mean, the books aren't going to have four or five days. Uh, you're probably not going to remember what we say. Uh, in four it doesn't days. stop. It's not stop. Yeah, it's so it's just right. So we're we're, we're really. You know, our discussions in college basketball are going to be looking at futures specifically, but also kind of monitoring the world itself. When we get to the net, when we get to March Madness, we're going to do a preview on this stuff. Sorry, we are. We're going to do a preview. They'll have the games ready for us. I have no doubt about that. 
Um, I, I, I can't, I can't wait for that moment. But when I look at a couple of these teams, Zach, um, there's, there's a team in the big 10 that's sticking out, sticking out. Okay. Yeah. Right now they are 40 to one. Win it all. Win it all. I don't know if I would be yeah. like, I don't know if I would say, oh my gosh, like they're this great team, but I love how they're playing. It's Illinois. Illinois, let me give you a little spin on Illinois. You got Brad Underwood down there. Been criticized the last couple of years, right? It's this great team with Ayo DeSumo and Kofi and all these other guys. They lose her, right? They, they have this other team. They get Matt Meyer in there. People thought they were going to play a lot better. They, they, they didn't play that well. They dropped the expectations. This might be the Illinois team that Brad Underwood has been searching for and desiring for with Terrence Shannon. Terrence Shannon, I, I would like to make a case, is the guard that I want on my team in the biggest moments. Him or Tyler Kolek and Marquette. So I'm getting one of the best guards in the country. The rosters, the roster itself has been playing a lot better. You look at the way, and you look at the Big Ten, like one of the things that Illinois has going for them is their matchup versatility. They aren't stuck on one guy. They can play against bigger teams. They can put Dane Danger out there inside. They have guys like Marcus Domas can transfer. Coleman Hawkins is still there. Uh, Quincy Durian from Oregon is still there it, it, that came in this season. And they're getting enough production from a bunch of different guys where they can exchange their lineups out. But Terrence Shannon is as good as any guard in college basketball. I am higher on Brad Underwood than the consensus. And I think this team has the ability to mix and match their personnel just about as good as anybody. And they have experience with doing it. They're not a very young team. They have a couple players that are on the younger side, but not anything insane. Uh, Illinois is a team that I really like. And I see them, uh, Zach, gun to my head uh, as the second best team in the conference. you're looking at maybe Wisconsin has been very good right now, but when it comes to shove, I like Illinois. I think Illinois is very, very good. Yeah, they got the third best odds in the Big Ten to win the title behind, uh, to win the national title behind Purdue and Michigan State. Michigan State, by the way, not doing too hot, but we're used to that from them. Uh, I'm with you on Illinois being second best in the conference. Um and your your Purdue by the way plus plus eight fifty favorites to win favorites to win to win it all but yeah Illinois had some disappointments obviously the past couple of years but you know they they got better odds than Gonzaga this year Oklahoma Villanova Wisconsin like Caleb mentioned uh Miami who was in the Final Four last year so. You know, they they have better odds than a lot of people, but Caleb, I'm going to hit on another national title team. Yeah. Uh, and you got, you got UConn at 14 to one just to, to repeat. And I know you're asking, you're asking for a lot there because we haven't had a repeat champion in. Yeah. Forever. Since, since 06, 07, since Florida, you know, yeah. and that, that was an all time, that was an all time team. This UConn team is not an all-time team, at least not on that Florida level. But I thought the odds were interesting. Uh, they're fourth behind Purdue, Arizona, and Houston. Arizona, second-best odds, kid. But 
you know, they're better than Marquette, better odds than Marquette, better odds than Kansas, better odds than Duke, Kentucky. UConn, UConn's back, Caleb. They're back. And I, I want to ride the train. If I can get a defending champion at 14 to 1 uh, and feel pretty good about it, they're still a top five team this year. I'll take that. And then I got another one. Uh, I mentioned them earlier, but Florida Atlantic, 30 to 1. 30 to 1. I know you like this team. I know you like this team, Caleb. 30 to 1. I do. 30 to 1 to win it. Same odds as uh, Tom Izzo. Same odds as Scott Drew. (laughs) Better odds than your boy Hubie. Uh, And then my third and final title one was uh, just Kansas at 15 to 1. You just think they're that good at that point. Right, yeah. stick that the deck. Yeah, you know, one's just that good. Yeah, I get it. They're they're potent. I mean, they're potent. They have the experience. Um, my big thing with them is shooting, uh, shooting, and a guy that can get the ball down the stretch. But they are they are loaded. Um, UConn tricks, right? Because you do have a lot of players coming back from that national championship team. Tristan Newton. It's the history thing. It's yes. history, you know. Is, you're betting. You're betting on history to repeat itself when it hasn't. In, you know, seventeen I mean, I'll years, say, sixteen I'll, years. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I'd wait a little on 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 you. Uh, reason I would. You think the odds will get worse? I, yeah, because I think Marquette's better, and they're in the conference. Um. Yeah. And I think I think that um, you know that's the type of team that I feel like will be able to you know might benefit, right? You get them after a couple tough Big East games or something. Maybe you get the odds dropping a little bit, but they're good. They're good, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they did it. But the repeat, the repeat's very tricky, um, and I'm not necessarily sure on where they stand there. But you know, I, the Florida Atlantic pick I like a lot. I mean, I like him a lot. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think 30 to one is pretty good value. Um, if you think that they trust in what they're doing, uh, look, I mean, that Arizona win proved a lot. That was a gritty win. Uh, that was a hard earned win. And that proved a lot, uh, because they played Illinois and Illinois beat him in the Jimmy V. But for the most part, you know, here's, the, here's my problem, Zach. Here's my problem. The loss I cannot get over. Is they played Bryant University and lost by nine points at all. That's my problem with Florida. Bryant? Bryant University. They were two and three. Their head coach, <laughs> their head coach was, you know, let go. Uh, Bryant. They bring in this new guy, Philip Martelli Jr. And they beat him by nine at all. That loss I'm not loving. But. No. So, because I think they can lose to anybody. But at the same time, do I think that they're very good? Yes. I just, but like, I, I think you almost need, that's why they're 30 to 1. That's why they're 30 to 1. But if you think that's a fluke, you think that's a, a, in the sense of you just like, hey, they had a rough game. Everybody has. Then go for it. Because I don't think they're, because I think their seating is only going to get higher. They're not really facing, you're not looking at the schedule and being, oh my gosh, out of this world on Florida Atlantic. Um, you're not facing probably any more teams that are really going to give you a, a gigantic fear 
I mean, for the most part, they're just going to be conference teams. Uh, they do play Memphis. I will say that. They do play Memphis on February 25th. That will be an awesome game. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, not the Memphis Grizzlies, but the Memphis Tigers team. I really, 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 really like right now. Um, I think Penny Hardaway might have his best roster. They are, they are really interesting to watch. That will be a very fun game uh, between those teams. And um, that's the team I was going to talk about, Zach, is the Memphis Tigers. Um, ah. They are going to get... So, Zach, I don't know how much you followed the Naquan Tomlin stuff. Raquan Thomas stuff from Kansas State. He was a really good big guy, right? He was supposed to go to the NBA. He was looked at as that. Then he, you know, he had to leave the university. In the university, they wouldn't, they, uh, they had to, they, they kicked him off team, yada, yada. He's now on Memphis. So Memphis has this guy, they have a couple guys with 20 points a game. They have really good set of guards, three to four guards who can get you buckets at any time. And in March, like, that's beautiful. Right. Like, that's what you want. And look, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, Penny Hardaway has done fine at Memphis. He's done fine. Um, but I do think one thing he doesn't get credit on enough is the guy does play, has his team ready in big games. Like, let's think about yeah, that, that You're Gonzaga right. year. <laughs> they played Memphis. One of the easiest bets of my life was that spread. That was one of the easiest oh, bets yeah. of my life. I think it was a lot of points, but I didn't care because they were so physically like Duran. That was a big Duran game. It was a big Duran game. Played better than Holmgren that game. And that's when the shift started to come a little bit from people that weren't watching uh, a ton of uh, college basketball, Alex Burr, and realized that he Penny was haters. a player and, and, and realized he was a, a player. And so when I look at a guy like Jalen Duran, you know, they, they had a good year that year. And but this team has always been able to fight in a tournament. That's never been a question to me. And I think that now, if you want to bet on them, I think you got to bet on them now. They're a popular team. They're going to be a popular team. I think Memphis is one of those teams that, you know, I think Penny Hardaway could get that fan, Zach. And, and if I'm going to be honest with you, he he has the ability to do something. I, I'm not going to say at the level of Deion Sanders with Colorado, but. He could bring the exposure and the popularity of the college game. People want to root for a guy like Penny Hardaway. So those odds will not be great come March Madness time if they play how I think they can play, which is top two to three team in the conference, and, and lock themselves in uh, to an NCAA tournament. So I, I think they're probably a top five, uh, a top five seed in the tournament, which gives them plenty of chances to, you know, make a make a run here. And 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 obviously you're going to have to be pretty good if you're a top five seed. Oh, yeah, especially if you have, you know, the, the four to five guys who can get a bucket, any possession, like you said. But wasn't Memphis, I think, in the tournament last year, weren't they? Didn't they have an early exit? They did have an early exit. They did. Who did they lose to? Uh, pull that back up again. I know I'm uh, losing my mind on this. But I think the ahead. three of us were, were watching that. But, no, you're right. And, you know, I've been skeptical of Penny Hardaway, but... They are playing well this year. They're up four spots in the rankings uh, from the last ones. Um, and they're going to keep climbing. But, uh, you know, there's a few teams ahead of them that, I'll, you know, I'll take over them. I'll take them over Colorado State. Take them over Clemson. Uh, but Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you there. Clemson, fraudulent. Fraudulent, fraudulent, fraudulent. Shut up, Rob Broadwell. 
Shut up, Brett Broadwell. Shut up, Brett Broadwell. Evansville native. Shut up, Brett Broadwell. <laughs> but this this team, this team, I am sorry. Sorry. Clemson, not a chance. Not a chance. Why? Not Why? a chance. No, I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I just don't buy anything that they're doing. Uh, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy anything what they're doing. I have seen Clemson basketball um, because of my great family out there in South Carolina. Um, and I've seen them play and I know what this is like. This is like picture Kentucky football. What happens when Kentucky football gets good? They get like, they get really good. They start humming. They start humming. They look good. They're like top 15, you're, top 12. You hear a lot of noise. Tennessee. Then you face Tennessee and then you get killed. And then after that, you go face it. You drive over to the land. You drive over to the land. Oh, you face Georgia Park. And people are like, oh, Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky might pull off the upset. Kentucky just very well might pull off the upset. They lose by double digits. <laughs> this is this is what I'm seeing if this comes to team. I am seeing a team that is, look, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're not going to make tournament. But I am out. I am out right now on this team. Uh, unbelievable. Their odds are unbelievable. Go on. Continue. No, that's fair. I was just saying I would take Memphis over him just based on what I've seen. But uh, Caleb, looking at these rankings, you got Baylor at good value here. Uh, they're 10 and 2. They're number 17 in the AP. They're also 30 to 1 to win the title along with Florida Atlantic. But, uh, you know, I, I like your Memphis one. They're 40 to 1 to win it. Good. 40 to 1. Good. And, you know, if you get a, I feel like that's pretty good odds if they end up getting a top four to five seed in the dance but i'm looking at shifting away from the the yeah. title odds yeah, i'm going to go to the final four odds gonzaga caleb who has a cute coach according to our friend bryce shaddy a very cute coach and mark few 14 to 1 to make the final four 14 to 1 you know they made it uh, they made the title game a couple years ago, and they then they made it uh, previously a few years before that. They always win a couple games in the tournament. I know this isn't, you know, the outstanding Gonzaga yeah. team that we've been used to the past few years, but uh, obviously they've had some guys leave. But they they always win a couple games, dude. They always get to the second round or, or the sweet 16, like they're always in, in there. So I'm, they're like the, I don't know. You tell me this is taking it too far, but they're, they're like the West coast, Michigan state where they're just going to win a couple games. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of success. They're always going to show up in March ready. They're always going to be ready. Yeah. I mean, and they've, this team, you know, has experience alongside it. Right, this team has experience alongside it. I mean, I look at Watts. Watson's been a big contributor for them. Gay was a very nice transfer pickup from Wyoming. Um, Hickman is developing nicely. Uh, the key for this team, Zach, uh, you know Andrew Nembhard, uh, Ryan Nembhard. Oh yeah, uh, his brother is uh, the yep. point guard. Uh, he's the key. He's the key. Uh, I think the guy has to be. If you told me he was averaging 12 and 5, I, I just would say that's really underwhelming for what I thought he would be. Uh, I thought there was a chance he could have been one of the best point guards in college basketball this year. Um, 
but those numbers are going to have to go a little better than 12 and five. Um, I just feel like, yeah, I agree. I don't look at now. Granted it's college basketball. So you have to kind of take everything with a great assault. You know? It's not like Zach Eady makes the game feel like it's like kindergarten with his numbers right now. I mean, I'm like 29 and 30, but like Nimhard, I think when I looked at that pickup last year, I thought he was going to be, you know, 15, 60 point a game score. He was a pretty nice player at Creighton. Um, you're right. You got to temper the temper the stat expectations, but yeah, you're right. I would have said a little bit, but he was a big time more transfer. than 12 and five. Yeah. He was a bigger transfer pickup. He was a big pitch pickup at the time. Like I, I, I mean, I get, you know, maybe, maybe he turns it on during the conference season, but he's the key for me. He's the key for me. Um, because I don't, I think the front court will be fine for the most part. He kind of works well with the front court. The backcourt is where I feel like his key has been. When he has great backcourt, this team's so far. Playing some. You know, you look at the Jalen Suggs here. You look at, because he had him and Corey Kispert. Like, hello. Yeah, right. That that was insane. You know, in the years where they don't have a great backcourt, or it's not as strong, they have the tendency to not be very good. And I feel like Nemhard should be a better player for them. And I hope that he can be, because I just think that's the player that, that was the player that I thought would be the best. I thought he would be the best player on Gonzaga this year. And I feel like I'm wrong on that. And um, I'm not saying it's like impossible for him to do it, but that was the player I thought that was going to turn it up. But we'll see. It's fair. I mean, Mark Few, Mark Few, I mean, miss me. I'm a cute coach. I mean, his, his resume, yeah, his, thought, his, resume is, his resume is, you know, pretty impressive. Never uh, missed a tournament. Mean, it's, it's pretty undeniable. Uh, what Mark never Pugh, missed uh, has done. I mean, when you're looking at when you're looking at a player, when you're looking at a coach like Mark Few, I mean, Mark Few, nationally renowned coach. He is a winning percentage of 84%. He's a 14-time huh. conference coach of the year. I don't care what conference that is. It's ridiculous. He's a two-time Naismith coach of the year. And as Zach mentioned, he, he, he's pretty much made the NCAA tournament every year. Um, he, he just never he, missed. He pretty much makes it every year. He's coached 11 All-Americans. I mean, nobody else is doing this. That's the part that's yeah. unbelievable to me. Nobody else is doing this. Do you realize how hard, like, building something and sustaining something at this university is ridiculous. And that's exactly what he's done. It's exactly what he's done. He sustained it time in and time out again. He just, he just figures out ways to do it. He he figures out the teams that he needs to have, and, and he's Eric Caleb. Since since they finally, since Gonzaga finally quote unquote broke through in 2017 and made made the title game. Here's here's how many games they've won each year: 37, 32, 33, 31, 31, 28, 31. I heard that's good. I mean, what? What? 28. 28 was the least amount of wins there. 28. Yeah, I heard that. Oh my God, Caleb. You know, IU fan like yourself, you're going to be begging for 28 wins. Begging. Yeah, but that ain't coming. That ain't coming for another 10 years. (laughs) I think I'll be at surgery when we get 28 wins again. (laughs) Or an Ohio State fan like Bryce, who's calling Mark Few cute, like, is, 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 is Chris Holtman going to go to the West Coast Conference and do... No. 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 Not immediately from the jump NCAA tournament. Not anymore. Not in the current climate of college basketball. 
not 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 and, and this team this team you know that were this team here Gonzaga Bulldogs 14 to 1 uh to make like the final four I like that 14 to 1 make the final that. four they're going to be I ready to play that. I certainly don't hate it either made the elite 8 last year granted you know Timmy's gone guys are gone but you know last 3 years are here I'll just I'll just do the same thing since 2017 title game Runner up, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, COVID, no tournament. Runner up, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. So, yeah. Final Four, you know, they made the Final Four twice since 2017. Uh, made the Elite Eight uh, another two times since then. I think it's a great bet, 14 to 1. Well, and you're, and you're baking on a team who, yeah, you're just, you've seen the resume, you've seen the track record, you know what they can be. And you're betting on them to probably figure it out. It's not a bad bet. I don't. I don't hate that at all. It's. It's. I, I think there's a lot of possibilities there with with this Gonzaga team. Um. I got. I got one more. I got one more, and then we'll uh, we'll take a close. Um. Another team that I would. Think of the right word for this. Somewhat monitor. Somewhat monitor. The Creighton Blue Jays. Um, you look at what they've built. Their talent is pretty freaking remarkable. They have a really talented team, but they have some really, some losses that are just not what you want. But Shireman, when he is on, can be insane. Cockbrenner is one of the best centers in college basketball can match with anybody and he pretty much, you know, isn't going to struggle defensively in terms of switching and navigating. Trey Alexander, the guy just gets big buckets and they got Ashworth, Stephen Ashworth from Utah State who was really good for Utah State last year. 16 points a game, probably their best player. Utah State won a couple games in the tournament. Pretty fun player. Um, and they also have Zach here. You, you want to know how to make yourself feel old? Mike Miller's son, Mason Miller, uh, is on the uh, is on the Creighton Blue Jays. And uh, when I look at when I look at this team, they have they have a lot of pieces that they can mix and match. Right now, they're struggling, but their talent level is so high and their experience level is so high that I would trust in that to overcome. And that's a team I would monitor because they're pretty freaking talented. McDermott's a decent coach. So if you can, you know, if they're nine and three, they haven't had their best start ever, but their talent level is as good as anybody's when they're healthy. And in the big East, when you face a lot of these teams, they can be anybody in that conference. So their odds, they could get better and better and better, better comes to save a bet. If you had any indication that they would be good in the preseason or anything, any read, I would still say that's a fair read. You might want to still play uh, the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, next up, I want to get the college football uh, before we close uh, so we can get this pot out to you guys sooner rather than later. Yeah, baby. We talked a little bit about, you know, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer. I don't give a flying rip. I'm not going to talk about these other bowl games because apparently the college football players don't care about me. Hey. I mean, for yeah, crying out loud, yeah, you're Tate right. Rodemaker, you're right. Tate Rodemaker's going to the portal. 
what are you doing? What have you done? You played like two or three games. What am I looking at, Zach? What am I looking at? Why would oh, look, why, you're right. why are you not playing? Why are you not playing in this game? Why is you know we're, we're it's a problem in college football. They've made the bowl games. I have not watched one minute of a college football bowl game. Not one minute. No, I mean not this is minute. this is the this is the equivalent to load management in the NBA, where you get to you know guys guys enter the portal before their bowl game that they don't want to play in, or they'll just sit out. Like I believe Caleb Williams is just sitting out this bowl game uh, because they want to, you know, don't want to get hurt or something before the draft. But you know, I feel like if I'm Caleb Williams or somebody like that, and I have had horrible endings to my season like two years in a row, wouldn't I want to go out on a high note? Or is that just not well, the mentality the anymore? That's the problem. It's it's the mentality. Like, the mentality is, oh well, you know, didn't go our way this year. I'm not yes. going to win the Heisman again. Right. Let's just pack up shop uh, and yeah, go go to the draft. Like, I, yeah. right? Dumb, dude. I'm with you. It's dumb, especially like you're playing for a team like USC. You know, a historic team. I think you've said like one of the best. Best five jobs in the country, USC. Probably, like it's, probably. It's in there. It's on. Like, so, uh, what's Lincoln Riley done? It's just the mentality, dude. Get killed in the Riley CFP. Done? Losing anyone to the portal that he possibly can, and they're about to go to the big. And they're about to go. And they're about to go in the Big Ten. Like, can't coach defense or can't find a coach to do defense. You lost your five-star like just... quarterback. You lost your five-star quarterback from last year. Top top prospect of last year to the portal. You're, you know, and here's the thing, like, my, my, there has to be a way to stop this. Like, it's not fair. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Like, Malik Murphy, backup quarterback of Texas. If Texas doesn't win those games, if, if Texas doesn't win those games with Malik Murphy, Zach, they're not in the playoff. And Malik Murphy couldn't be with his team regardless. Regardless if he was going to sit out, regardless if he was going to play, because of the way the constable landscape works. So he had to be in the portal because these teams are like, oh, you know, there's 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 no break. There's there's no nothing. There's no line that's being set. And it has to change because it's it's a disservice. At this point, they really are professional athletes. Yeah, I mean, look, the portal... they really are. That's a professional athlete move. That's not a student athlete move. That's a professional athlete move to be like, hey, like yeah. I'm going to drop out. Like you're not gonna drop out of like if you would drop out of a class, but you would be severely punished for dropping out of that class. Yeah, you, you might. Decided, if you dropped out, of, out of, class. of the class, you'd be punished. You'd probably get hit for that. You'd probably get in it. You maybe get attendance grade, but you would get. It'd be something punished for that because you're you might student. not graduate on time. Exactly. Something like exactly. that. So something the, like the that. portal. I think you know. You and you know people like Bryce. You you guys watch college athletics more than I do. I've watched more college football this year than in years past, but still, like something, something is wrong with the portal. Where the portal is just it's just a cop out. You can be like, oh well, I didn't get to play this year, or 
Right. They didn't do as well right. as I hope, so right. I'm gonna hop in here and see what hop happens. Like, I just, and then th- there's like no consequences. You know, you get to go somewhere else and play right away. Um, and the, the team, the team you committed to, you know, they basically get screwed. Now, now these, now these schools, you know, they have to, they have to adjust on the fly where they planned on having you for X amount of years, and then you jump in the portal when things go south. I mean. Some of these guys that, you know, are going to be in the pros eventually. Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen in the pros? Like, like Caleb Williams again. Caleb Williams, do you think you're just going to be able to sit out if you go to the Bears and lose like four straight games? Like, you think you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm not playing this week? Like, that's not happening, dude. Like, it's, <laughs> this no, is, <laughs> it's, it, it should be looked at. And, and here's the thing, Zach, and then we'll get to some games. Um, my other issue with it is you're the college football and college football playoff is going to be expanded, which means that this situation is only going to get worse because if you expand the college football games, you expand the relevancy of some games. It's going to mean that the other games, the other bowl games like today are going to become even more meaningless because you're making and expanding the college football playoff. So, Right. And it also, yes, yes, exactly right. And then it also says like, oh, well, these bowl games that have mattered for decades, you know, like, like the cotton bowl or like, uh, you know, the sugar bowl or whatever it is like, oh, they don't really matter. They don't really matter now because it's not in the CFP or I don't, I don't know what exact bowl games are in the CFP this year. I think it's the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Might be wrong. Fiesta Bowl. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll but, up. you know, you're basically saying these historic bowl games don't matter anymore. Um, yeah. And that takes away from the prestige, the, you know, you know, sports fans like us, Caleb, I feel like we like tradition. You know, we, we like, we like cold games at Lambeau this time of year. We like uh, snowy games, you know, it just, that's not, and then you're not getting that with with the college landscape anymore. Sure. I do I do like the 12 team playoff. I'm not saying I don't like it. I think this year would have been the year to do it, as you and yeah. I have said, yeah, repeatedly off the record. But uh, it's I don't know. I don't I don't really like where the player aspect of the college game is is going. But but they did it to themselves. You know, they did it to themselves with the portal. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and we're going to get into, I mean, I but that do, being said, I do have a couple bowl games. I do yeah, have a couple yeah, bowl yeah, that's games. Fine, that's fine. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, winners make and money. Tell me, tell, yeah, the goal is to make money here. Tell me, I don't know if I said it, but I cashed in on Brandon sure. Staley's last game. Our, yeah, our same game yeah, parlor. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, did, yeah, we did, we did, we did. Yeah, you did. Yep. Running, running hook, running hook here for you. Uh, uh, I'm just... You, and you tell me if there's a guy out in this game that I don't know about that would affect this. Yeah, go for it. But I got two non-CFP games. Two non-CFP. You got Ole Miss. Ole Miss, when I checked it yesterday, was plus 142 money line to beat Bryce's boy Jimmy Franklin and Penn State Nittany Lions. I like that. Lane Kiffin just got the big extension. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I mean, at the end of the day, like they're they're one of those teams that 
you know, look, I think they could really use 2023 this win as an opportunity to build into what they're building next year. Zach, right now they have the number one transfer class in the country. They just got the number one kid. Ole Miss does? Uh, Ole Miss does right now. They have the number wow. one transfer class in the country. Um, they're going to probably keep momentum going uh, if they can win this game. And I do think, Brian, I do think, Zach, that, you know, Aller will probably play in this game. And this is a really good opportunity for somebody like that to, to kind of set the stage for what next year could look like for him, you know, with him being a freshman and everything. So I think this game would be out. This is probably one of the ones that I'd be like, hey, like, check this game out. Because I do think that a lot of these guys will play, at least from my understanding, a lot of them will play. Um, I don't hate the four and a half. I like that. I like that. I got no pushback up. Um, so I got that one. I'm basically just betting against Penn State. Been, that Rice, has been uh, in my, Rice has been in my face about betting Missouri. Yeah, he's been in mine too. He likes them. Uh, you could like get him. takes this seriously. Right. And, you know, McCord's gone. So there's yeah. that part of it, but yeah. which that actually might help them. Who knows? But uh, one more non CFP one. I got a little two leg parlay here with the Louisville spread Ooh, against so tonight. USC tonight. So, yeah. Tonight. Tonight. All right. Wednesday, Wednesday, Louisville spread. Spot out here. Louisville spread against USC parlayed with the Oklahoma money line plus 126. Then you're looking at plus 322 odds as of yesterday. As of yesterday when I looked at it. So again, Louisville points against USC. Oklahoma money line plus 126. I forget who Oklahoma was playing. Uh, Arizona. 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 Yes, Arizona. So two day. So it's a two day one as well. You're, you're, you're in two days on that. You're going Oklahoma. Yeah, and I don't think Dylan Gabriel's playing. Am I right? He's not. He's not. He's going portal. Yeah. So there's obviously some risk there. Arizona's, but. Arizona's in a tricky spot, right? They, I think they'll probably play Fafita, who is their starting quarterback who you know took over after Deloria. They, Deloria's transferring this year for Arizona. So, you know, there could be an opportunity for Arizona to take advantage. But look, I mean, here, here's what I see, right? Brent Venables probably could use a game like this. A game where it's a big game and a game that his team can kind of take advantage of and um, kind of make a case. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate the Oklahoma side to it. Uh, I don't hate the Louisville pick. Uh, I think all of that makes sense and you know, we'll see where it goes. I mean, if you're, if, if you're like me, if you're like me and think that the Bulls are just kind of frustrating at this point, you know, I get it. Um, you mean they are Zach and you want to find some money? I mean, look, go for it. Uh, I just, I just got some money in your FanDuel account. I I just hate this. I just hate the way the playoffs are. I hate the bull, the bull is right now. Like, I hate it. I hate it. And it makes it unwatchable. And I don't, I I don't really know a way to fix it instead, other than changing how the portal works. Postseason play should be more meaningful. Been a second week non conference game against William. It should. It should. I mean, again, Caleb Williams is just fine with ending the season in the shitty way that USC did. And you just be like, yep, I'm going to go. go to the pros. After he did all this shit all season, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go. I, or I want part ownership. 
or you know, I, I like to be able to pick where I go play. Like, shut up, dude. How would you look at shut that up. if you're an NFL organization? I've thought How do I look at that? How would you look at players sitting out? It's a it's a red so flag. They can play. You look at it as a red flag, but they're doing it for you. You're the you're the say you're the owner. You're you're working on the NFL team. You're the one making the decision. They're doing it for you. They're saying we want to be the best versions of ourselves for you. Like uh, where, look, me, where does if your I was evaluation a GM, go? Yeah, where does your evaluation go? If I was a GM, I'm a competitive guy. So I would want competitive guys on my football team if I'm running an NFL team. And I look at somebody like Caleb Williams, who, you know, very talented. I think he's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I think he could be good in the NFL. Uh, do I think he's Mahomes and Lamar in one? No, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not on drugs. But listen, I'm looking at him. This guy's going to be the face of my franchise for at least four years. And if if it goes okay, you know, longer than that. So I'm basically saying the face of my franchise is okay with sitting out big games, doesn't react well when we lose big games, and he's going to be leading my team? He's going to be the face of my franchise? What? What? It's interesting. It's interesting. I think you can make that argument. I mean, because the player... Probably, I mean, obviously, I'm not a college football player, but my guess is the player would say, "You lost to, you lost out, to Utah." To ensure potential generational wealth, that's probably what the player is saying when you do that. But and look, I get that from I get that, but like, because you know, worst case scenario, you don't want to end up like like Jordan you Travis, career, you know? Yeah, you don't want a career threatening thing. You don't want which is, and I understand bad. that. Yes, I understand that, but like, isn't it part of the? On game? the other hand. Yeah, on the other hand of the argument, you're risking that every game. Like yeah. you're you're risking that week one, just like yeah. you're risking it in the bowl game. Yeah, I, like I, it, agree. Uh, I agree. If if you're like facing a team like boy, facing a team like you know the running good network Eagles, you know it's not going to get you any. It's not going to get you any. It's not going to get you any good in terms of you know probably getting the reps, but you're going to play it, right? That's, yeah, that's and, uh, Yes, that you just want guys I, with reps. But I think as much as it's a college football program, I also think NFL talent evaluators, NFL executives should be making it a point of emphasis that if they want to see these guys in high-level intensity games and in games that matter down the stretch, they need to make sure that these guys play in these bigger games. I think it is somewhat of a two-way street. I think it is somewhat of a two-way street because I think the NFL has to be honest about that. Because yes, I think the player is saying, I want to make as much money as possible. But if the team is saying, hey, we want to see you in big games, Ole Miss, Penn State, big game. We should be. Louisville, USC should be. Portaling aspect to this whole thing has also made it kind of crazy. But if I'm the NFL, I get it. I think there's a dramatic, I think there should be a concern with guys dropping out of games of bowl games. I think that should be and yeah, I think that's an issue. I think it's a problem. And I think an expanded college football playoff might only make it worse. So 
you you have to figure out what that what that looks like how how it works um but anyway uh, there's plenty of games you know obviously um you know and then we have to you know the games on the first which is alabama michigan alabama uh taking on this michigan Wolverine. zach benson on the pod he liked he liked alabama um i mentioned on the pod that i feel like it's really tricky to bet against nick Saban. But I kind of want to talk about it before we pick. Can we do that, Zach? Sure. Feels like talk about everyone. The game? Yes. Let's talk about it. Then we can get it. Everyone and their mother is saying Alabama's going to. Am I not wrong? Who's still favored in the game? Michigan. You can act. You can get Alabama plus right. plus money. Right, but like you're not handing that out for a month and a half. No. You see what I'm saying? This this game, the, the discourse in this game is that everyone doesn't want to bet against Nick Saban. Everyone thinks Nick Saban's the best coach in college. Everyone Wait, thinks it's ironic. That, it's ironic because everybody was like, well, they shouldn't be there in the first place. You correct. know, Florida State got screwed, including myself. Correct. I still believe Florida sure, State got screwed. Sure. But then you're then the same people like me are being like, well, Alabama's gonna kill Michigan. You know, so like, here's the next question. Here's the next question. So we'll bring it to Michigan. So the last two months, they haven't been able to control anything that's going on. Harbaugh situation, medallions, et cetera, et cetera. Zach, over the last month, how many times have you heard people talk about Michigan? Probably less than two hands. Not, Probably less not than much hands. since they beat... Uh, Iowa. So less than two hands. Let's say less than two hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So where are the distractions? Where's the distractions? The distractions. I mean, you did have a little bit of the Harbaugh Chargers stuff, but, you know, you haven't heard about that. Sure. Sure. I can. I sure. That's fair. But like the felt like there was a huge thunderstorm raining all over the program and I feel like that's shifted. And I'll just be honest. Like who who has the pre- who has the pressure? Who is the pressure to win this game? Do you think it's Michigan I because think, it's the best team they've ever had? Yeah, I think it's Michigan because because of everything that's happened this year. Michigan's basically in a lose-lose, I think where if they win the whole thing, people, call it fraud. people are going to put an asterisk on it. I agree. Because of the sign stealing. I agree. And then if they lose, it's going to be like, wow, you couldn't even win stealing signs. So, yeah, they're, they're in a tough spot either way, but you know, they put themselves in that spot, but I, I think Michigan has the pressure. Michigan. It is the best team Harbaugh's ever had. I think, Plus, you couple that with how they lost last year, where they basically had they they had a path. You know, they had a one way ticket to the title game. Right. They end up losing to TCU, who gets blown out in the title game uh, to to Georgia. So you you think about that. Um, Harbaugh never won in the CFP. He's zero two in the CFP. 
that is a thing. And you have the real uncertainty where if they lose, you know, he might go to the Chargers or he might go somewhere. Uh, I, I, I still think he's gone. I'm of the belief he's I think gone. It's interesting that he really hasn't came out and just said. Like if if Zach, if you were telling Yeah, it's the PR me, answers. If, if if you were my boss, if I was if I was a head coach, if I was a head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And I said, Caleb, I are you gonna be here next year? And I never really gave you a full answer. I never really gave it. I just kind of hid away and I've just been doing my job and I've been plugging away, giving you every basic report known to man. At some point, you're thinking I'm out of it, right? So there's a couple things that I think are really in play. Number one, Alabama Pete. Alabama Pete. You, you played their game, but they haven't played. That. They didn't win that game. They didn't win that game. They're not in the playoff. Two losses isn't going to get you in the playoff. Two losses would not have put them in positions to be able to do so because they beat Georgia. They sealed themselves a win in the national championship. Virtually peaked. They played the best game they will play all year. I think that's a possibility. Second possibility is Harbaugh is not fully 100% in because, like you said, the NFL rumors are real. If the NFL rumors are real, studies have shown that if you're a coach that you're looking at the other way, it's more likely than not that you're not going to have your guys ready to go because your mind is in two different places. So that's number one. That's number two. Number three. How much do you really trust Milro? Milro has been really good for them. But, you know, especially in the last back half of the season. But I just, what's hard for me to it is we're acting like this team has been dominant for a month. And they haven't. They haven't. You, you, you barely beat an Auburn Tiger team. I didn't, don't give me. It's a rivalry. Do not do it. Do not do it. That's the most lost annoying them. thing in planet Earth. You should have lost to an Auburn that had no business. They're not in bull contention. They stunk. They not a good horrible. team. They stunk, and you barely beat them. And you barely beat Not them. a good team at all. That matters. When I look at Michigan, I would argue, for the most part, they have beaten the brakes off every team. I'll tell you with that. The exception with the, with, I mean, you could literally say they've beaten the brakes off every team. I would say now, exception of their last two weeks, Maryland and Ohio State. Maybe so. That was I it. Mean, I, but even then, I felt like the Ohio State game was pretty dominant. You know, I thought they were all over McCord. It felt like they kind of, you know, they grasped the oh, game. They, they took it to McCord. They, they took, took it, it to, to McCord. To McCord. It's like, I, I just, my thing, my thing in this game, it's so either way. And I, I just think it's so interesting to me that everyone's picking Alabama and has been doing so for a month and a half and they still remain the editor. What am I missing? Yeah. So I'll get into my pick for this game. From a betting perspective, I have a very difficult time not wanting to take Michigan. Because if they're good, again, why are they favored? My brain, my brain says, duh, Nick Saban. Duh, duh. But the line hasn't switched. But the line hasn't switched. Lines and switched all year. I mean, 
are the books just going to keep laying Alabama as an underdog all month? Like, I've looked at the hypotheticals, Zach. Every team, which is hypotheticals of FanDuel, so it gives you every scenario that could potentially happen in these games. Alabama is yep. favored by three or more points every other game except this game. I just, yep. I, well, I, I'm going to trust. I, I, part of the heart, the other thing you have to do is bet against it, but the hardball stuff too, which I don't really like betting on Michigan because of that. I kind of think that's real. What do you I got? think, I think it's real too. I think it's real too. And, you know, people have said this on every show known to man, but Michigan hasn't played. You don't play quarterbacks like Jalen Milrow in the Big Ten. You just don't. It's nobody's fault. I'd agree. It's just I'd agree. You, you don't. And Jalen Milrow has gotten better and better as the season's gone on. He's I'd legitimately agree. good now. Legitimately good. Um, I think next year he'll be very next year he could be a Heisman front runner. Very good. Um there and this this might be the coming out party here, this game where he just puts up monster numbers against this awesome defense. Um but thirty two and a half. You know, Caleb, I feel slow for that guy. I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And you know, I know Michigan has a great defense or whatever, but like yeah. they haven't played a quarterback like Kyle McCord is not you know, they're not playing guys like that. No, they're not. Talia Tagovailoa, you know, yeah. they're not playing guys like that. So, I, so you, you I gotta jump go on Bama. the money line. Jump yeah, I mean, when when are you going to get Bama? I mean, I've said this about the Eagles and the Cowboys. You're right. You're now right. I'm going to say it about Alabama. When are you going to get him at plus money again? You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. Uh, but Caleb... A couple on FanDuel, you can bet on the exact outcome of the CFP. And the favorite is Alabama defeats Texas in the championship game, plus 440 for that to happen. So you're basically betting on Alabama to get revenge on Texas. Uh, But the one I like, Caleb, and the one I think you and I both want to happen, you, from a financial perspective, and to shove it to your other co-host, Bryce Shaddy, to make him absolutely eat pro on this team. Texas defeating Alabama again in the in the title game at plus six hundred. Yeah, we got Mark. Good. We got Mark Few as a cute coach, Caleb, and we got Steve Sarkeesian as as a cuttable, cuttable apparently. Bryce said cut after they made the CFP. He said cut Sark. Couldn't believe my ears. Now you get Texas six to one to beat Alabama in the title game. Now I think that Texas Washington team Washington game is gonna be really, really good. I think it's gonna be a better game than uh Alabama Michigan, Caleb. But I don't want to discount Washington, but I really like Texas. Really, really, really like Texas. You like him on the spread? I, I like them in that bet six to one to be Alabama. Okay. Um, okay. So now, oh, I see. So, you're, so you are you kind of saying that's the way to go? Then, if you're betting Texas, is that the way to go? Because yeah, a little, little future bet. If you're because here's the thing, right? If you're betting on the national championship, it's two fifty. 
it's too thick. And yes, that's fine. But if you bet on the exact outcome, Texas defeats Alabama. Yeah, you're ultimately predicting both games. six to one. Right. You're ultimate. Yeah. You're ultimately you're predicting, predicting all three games. games. You are. Now, the part that I think is interesting, Zach, is the fact that, you know, if you look at the hypothetical on this, Texas is a two and a half point underdog to Alabama. They're two and a half point underdogs to Alabama. So they think Alabama will probably get the revenge on. And, you know, they have that as pretty clear, which I thought was interesting, but it's not a bad idea at all. You like that play. Um, Real quick, a couple things that I really like. I'm with you on Milrow. I think Milrow could fall. I think it's worth it. Take a shot at Milrow uh, to have a good game. Uh, the rushing numbers feel low to me. They just By do. the way, um, got a comp for this game, for yeah, the Jalen Milrow yeah. part of it. Yeah. And, you know, we got to toot our own horn here, Caleb, from last week when we said Lamar beats San Francisco. He's MVP favorite. Well, MVP is basically a wrap now with Lamar. But you could have a similar thing here. You know, Lamar goes to San Francisco, balls on the best team in the league. Now you got Jalen Milrow. Is he going to ball on this best defense in the country, supposedly? Like, it could be a similar thing. I think both games are going to be interesting in terms of scoring. Here's another play. Jalen Milrow, two passing touchdowns. Jalen Milrow has done this three, four, Five of the last six weeks, plus 175. Plus 175, he's done five of the last six weeks. I mean, look, I'm with you on Mora. I think there's some value there. There's a chance that could really come in in big here. And he's the guy I'd want to bet against right now if Alabama's receiving. I don't really have a read on that. I'm not crazy about Burton. Uh, I think Bond's probably their best player, but when you get into the wide receiver yard, sometimes that can be tricky uh, just because you can, it can be difficult to figure out what they exactly want to do. Um, you know, Corum is obviously a big time player, but 70 and a half, 78 and a half rushing guards is a lot because it's Alabama defense. Um, it's an interesting yes, number, but I, I think there's some value on Melrose. I think there's value on Melrose. That's the way I would go. If you don't want to pick a side, you're kind of leaning. Things you just want to bet on a player. Bet Melrose. Bet Melrose. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Bet Melrose. Next up, uh, Texas, Washington. Um, Yes, I have the future on Texas. Yes. 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 But I have. But that spread screen Washington. I get a key number on Washington. Four and a half. Yeah, again, I didn't want to discount three. them. I get the three. I get the three on them. Went half on, like, I like that. I like that spread a yep. lot. And if I did not have a future bet on Texas to win the national championship, I would bet on that spread. I do think. I do think Texas is better than. I do think that, but I just feel like the four and a half points is a lot, and I think. Zach, I think it's because no one is really willing to commit to this defense being good right now. I think people just feel like that the evidence is so overwhelming that they haven't been great defensively, so it's going to come out at some point. And I, I can understand that. Where, where do you side on the, the uh, 
the spread or the total or anything like that before we get players. I mean, the total, I'd probably take the over. I mean, I know, I know Washington. 62. I know, I know. Well, Washington puts up points, you know, and I know there's I no know. defense yeah. played in the Pac 12, but they put up points. Texas put up points uh, on Oklahoma You're State right. in the Big 12 championship. So I'd probably take the the over on the points. Uh, but the player, the player props I'm interested in, especially for. I'm just interested in them because I feel like I don't know where you're with me on this, but I feel like we're either going to get an awesome Penix game or a bad Penix game. No, no in between. Just he's going to suck. No in between. Like he's either going to throw a couple picks or he's going to throw like four touchdowns. I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe it's because they haven't played a team like Texas this yeah. year. No, I get that. He, he controls a lot of their outcomes. He, he's he's a huge reason that they, you know, are, are just so dominant. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, look, I think Penix is a player that, you know, when he's, when he's, you know, able to make plays for this team, they're, they're different, right? But at this point, you're, you have to be betting against, you know, if you want to, I mean, for crying out loud, two and a half passing touchdowns, they're thinking he might go for three touchdowns. They're got him at 300 yards. They don't got a lot of respect for Texas's defense if you're giving the over-under at 309. Um, yeah. You know, and it, obviously you mentioned it, Zach. I mean, the over is kind of interesting. There's four players in this game that do, that do not have plus money odds to score a touchdown. And there's two on each team. So they think there's going to be points scored. So they're giving you the hints. And and obviously there is a lot of players that they have that can make plays for them. I, I, I'm going to be a little weird with my pick. Because if you look at it, you're going to think, you know, I'm crazy. You know, because he's been a backup for most of the season. And he's kind of come alive in the second half. But I think that C.J. Baxter, their running back, Texas running back, would be the key to Texas winning this game. Them just dominating. I mean, I make this game not a shootout. Control it like an NFL game. Because I think you're favoring Washington, Zach, if you go to a shootout. Viewers, oh, I think, yeah. is a more yeah, traditional. Definitely. Definitely. I think viewers is a more traditional quarterback who, can, who, you know, who, who has the ability to you know, make, I'm not saying Panics can't do it. Please say that. I just feel like I trust viewers in games. If, if the game got slower, I think it would favor the tech Texas. So I think the rushing yards could be in line for Baxter. And I would lean Baxter to be a pretty important player for them. He's a true freshman running back. You know, the number's a little high, but why is the number that high? I feel like they know something about the run game. I, I, I think that'd be an interesting over, but you know, my side here, I like Texas. Uh, I'm going to have to pick Texas. They're my team right now. Futures. Uh, so I got, I got, I, I got, I got a, I got a mighty, mighty uh, January 1st upcoming for me. Um, and that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll have the pot out for you soon. We're hoping, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that we're recording a little bit earlier than normal. So uh, we're hoping to be back on, uh, you know, in your ears here soon. So. 
Pontiac Tech qui pousse un rédacteur de paix. 